Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 32. Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 32. Your being here this morning is not a mistake at all. I thought an army will help in that area. And this morning you are ordained for a blessing. The word of God is so important. The word of God. Bible said that he, he, he made nothing without a word. The word of God is so important. If you're going to come to the place where God wants you to come to by design, you must let the word take preeminence. You must esteem God's word if you want to be esteemed in this world. If you disregard God's word, you're actually disregarding your true identity. The word of God tells you who you really are. Beyond informing you of who you are, the word of God empowers you to be who you are. One of the most exciting things that can happen to you is to know that God thinks about you. How do you feel when a great personality, somebody you respect and revere, tells you, oh, I was even thinking about you just a few days ago. Most times for me, I will go like, wow, that's a privilege that could be in your thoughts. Wow, because you're a big man and you are busy. You have other things you're thinking about, but you could, you could think about me. Wow. One of the most exciting things that can happen to you is to realize that God thinks about you. But much more, when you come to a point to know what the content of his thought for you is, is another dimension altogether. I know the funny thing. People can think about you and may not tell you what they think about you, even if it's good. But for God, all his thoughts, he has made him black and white. What a blessing. He has put his thoughts about you in his word. So the more you go to his word, the more you are consumed by this joy of the content of God's thoughts for you. Do you know that when you are consumed by this reality that God thinks about you, do you know when you're consumed by this thoughts of the content of his thoughts about you, it gives you a certain dimension of boldness in life. In fact, when we talk about the presence of God with a man, it's actually triggered and becomes more real by the consciousness of the person to whom we say to that God is with you. It's one thing to be told a thing is another to know the thing you are told. Is somebody here with me at all? When you come to a place that you know beyond all knowing and no place or iota of doubt that God is with you because you know he thinks about you and you have seen his thought, people of God. Oh, Bahashaya. It will affect your attitude. 
And when your attitude is affected, your life will be affected. Because you know something? The outcomes of your life does have, does have a great connection to your attitude. And so, the word of God is so important. You can never live the glorious life in Christ without the word of God. If you forsake the word of God, you are forsaking the glorious life. Are you here with me at all? Now, everyone sitting here this morning, as you're all looking at me, I can guarantee without any confusion that not all of you are really listening to me. But all of you are hearing me. Why? While you are hearing me, you move to listening. Then all of a sudden, something you went through just before you came to church passed through your thoughts. And they moved you from listening to hearing. Now, if you don't come to your consciousness, you might be in that world till we finish the meeting. Yeah, you, you I'm talking about. You're not here. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's my prayer that all of us become that revelation of God's thoughts about us. God thinks about you. In fact, you are the only thing he thinks about. Oh, pastor is trying to make me feel happy. No, it's a reality. If there was night and morning in heaven or where God is, which is him, you realize that every now and then you are the only person in his mind. Don't let the devil deceive you. But you know something? All of you looking at me right now, how you interpret events around your life is because of what you know. What you know affects how you interpret things. The way you look at things and interpret things is because of what you know, what you have been exposed to. You can never interpret things different from what you know. Hallelujah. Somebody who has done business with people and they have foreknowned him not less than seven times. Anybody he sees, he suspects you. By what the person has interacted with, it has become the lens through which he views other matters. So, a simple example, if you were brought up in a family where your stepmother kept telling you you are good for nothing, your head is empty, you are a coconut with water in the old trim, it tells you you are a big fool, he has never seen any fool like you, like you are completeness and epitome of foolishness. He tells you in the morning, she tells you in the afternoon, tells you in the evening, there's nothing you do that sounds wise, everything you do is foolish. And you are in that house for the next 10 years, can I tell you something? Whether you like it or not, you will conform to that word. The other side of it is this. You will never have patience for other people. And you will never see good in other people. But you see, in spite of your background and where you're coming from, if you can be rooted in God's word, it will break all its limitations and give you a proper sight to how to you know, judge things in your life. 
agree with me. There are some of us, you never see opportunities. Everything is a lie. You are never optimistic. What do I mean by that? You never see anything good will happen tomorrow. No. It's so hard. We can pray here, but it won't work. Why? Because your mind, your mind is used to a particular way of thinking. Now, this morning I'm going to share with you about the unspoken intervention of the Father. The unspoken or the unsaid intervention of the Father. And we're going to look at a story, a parable, briefly. If we don't finish it, the next time I have the opportunity to talk to you, by God's grace, we will see if we can say it. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. Now, I grew up in a family where you have both mother and father showing you so much love. I never saw rejection. So I realized that as I grew up, one thing I can't stand is rejection. So even when I was at a point thinking of relationship, I told myself that before I ever walked to a woman and expressed my intention, I will do well to watch from afar to ensure this person likes me to the point the person can't wait for me to say hello. Because I don't know how I'll behave if she says no. And to the glory of God. <laughs> that thing has made me a bad business person. So I don't know how to push it for you to buy anything from me. But I can push the word. But nothing else. My first book I released, I think I gave out almost half. As free gift. Because of that, I think everybody loves me. That's what I think. And I see everybody with that innocency. And at a point in time in my life, in ministry, I realized that mm -mm, it's not so. I grew up thinking that if I give you a handkerchief, the way me, I'll be so happy they give it to me. That, that's how you're happy. But I've come to realize that mm -mm. why you want me to cry that you do me well with me, that's why you give me the handkerchief. I had this very naive mindset about people. It's still there. I find it difficult thinking about people. Very difficult. Except you don't know me. I find it difficult. The truth of the matter is that if I put you in my head, I can't stand here and preach. That is me. And I think that it's not just because the Spirit of God is working on me, but I think my background, my upbringing is part of it. Now, just suppose that against someone who came from a background the father was not there the mother was not available he or she had to be a father to himself or herself a brother to himself or herself hustle in life work for everything you see such a person the person is only 15 years 
but the courage of the person looks like he's 30. Life has made him miss some classes and has by force grown. And I realize about life. Any lesson you don't learn when it's necessary, you still come and learn it. It will either be a deficiency somewhere in the future that it must need what they call that one. Not deck if anything. Remedials. Such a person doesn't just easily accept anything anybody says. One day my wife told me something. He said, you believe people easily. And it's the truth. He said, honey, everything you will share, you, like, you are too transparent. I don't mind. If somebody bless me with something, I'll come and tell you here. You know, I used to do that a lot. But I say, Mejai. In my own mind though, like I'm sharing with my family. Like, hey, this is what God has just done. But one day somebody told me that it sounds like you are proud. In my own mind, hey, somebody blessed me a laptop. Oh, hey, and I'm sharing it. You know that I went here and this is what they gave to me. And I went here and they gave it me. Sad, Debbie. If you were to tell me that, I'd be so excited for you. I would long to walk in what you're walking in. But people don't think why. Because of what we are fed with and where we are coming from. That is why you must stick to the word of God. There are some of you, you are here, you long for love, but you're not ready for love. I've paused so you can think. You look like you're ready for love. Mm -mm. Any love that comes near you, that love will run away. Why? You don't realize that you have so be hated and deceived over life that you are no longer ready. But you don't know you're not ready. But if you can stay with God's word, he said, isn't my word like hammer? It will break those things. Give you the right mindset and think from a certain perspective that your life can be different. May God make you hunger for his word. In Luke chapter 15, verse number 1132, I want to read the whole story. Because I am sure that there are some of us here that may not read it again. You ready for me? Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And as we go on, I'll be talking to you a bit from the, some of the scriptures there. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possession with prodigal living. So, the young man decided to be independent. You can place this parallel to what happened in Genesis number 3. God did not create man to be self-dependent. God did not create man to be independent of him. God created man to be forever eternally dependent on him. God. The only being in all of existence 
that needs nothing to depend on, to be relevant and survive is God. And therefore, some have called him the self-existing selfhood. He powers himself by himself. He is the power and, and, and the power, everything. That's how he is. But every human being was made to be dependent on God. Every act of independence from God, God sees it as rebellion. Hey, are you here with me? The Bible says concerning Lucifer, and it was found in his heart. He said, I will ascend on high and be like him. Ah, God said, it must vanish from here. So this young man here speaks to us something that for the offspring to live up to expectation the offspring must remain connected to the source the word father means progenitor the word father means source the word father means sustainer the word father means provider in my own way the word father means maintainer so for you to maintain what the father has put in you you must be connected to the father and if i'm going ahead of myself let me tell you something this was why god did everything to bring us back to him because without him we are nothing may you return to the father so he went the purpose for your possession is only seen in your connection to the father but when he let's go said but when he has spent all there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want this morning i was praying and while i was praying this word came to my spirit man it says don't leave the house of bread and go to the house of abomination don't leave the house of bread. I pray you don't leave your house of bread. Do you know that not every church is good for you? Do you know? How many of you know that? Not every church is good for you. People might run to Moab and it is well with them. But you will go there. Family will meet you. And that is why you don't just jump from church to church. You must tell God, Lord, where do you want me to eat from? There's your house of bread. So this young man left his place of bread and then went to another place. What he failed to realize was this. Where he was living was going to be a consistent supply. But where he was going to, the supply has ended. What was in his hand will soon finish. God has not designed you and I to have use and not have. God has designed us not just to have, but to be the channel. So there can never be dryness no matter where you find yourself. Do you know this young man could have still traveled and still remained connected? Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him to his field to feed swine. People of God. From the beginning of the scripture, I realized that this young man comes from a very well-to-do home. Ah, somebody who can ask for his property and the father in the next day give to him abundance he was a, a young man of value his worth was known by his father but when he joined himself the citizens they don't know his value 
all they could value him was a caretaker of swine. Nobody knows you better than the father that made you. Nobody. This is what men do. This is what men do. That's why for me personally, you know, if you are working in a place and you say, uh, uh, why are you working? Oh, I work with this bank. How much do they pay you? Oh, they pay me 1,500 Ghana CD a month. And you are happy. What it means is this. You leave the house at what time? 5 a.m. To avoid traffic. But works at 8.30. Then you are there. You sit down to 5.30. If you are a teller there, it is well with your soul. If you are at the back office, shalom. You'll be there till 8.30. You do that from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday banking today. You come. Then they have sun, Sunday banking. Then this man looks at you and tells you that your whole worth, you understand? Your whole worth is thousand five. They sent him to the fields of the swine. Your whole wealth is 1,500. Ah. Time equals life. Life equals time. So when somebody says, I am paying you for the work you have done, it means that the life you have given, I measure it from 8.30 to 5.30 is equal to 1,500. They did not know where he was coming from. They did not know his worth. But your father God knows your worth. People of God, the unspoken interventions of the father communicates thus that I know you beyond your experiences. I know you beyond what men say of you. I have details of before you ever frame mother's womb. Stick with me. Stick with me. Sometimes I get very sad when I see adverts in town and they have naked women. What the world is telling us is this. All the worth of a woman is just that. Is that not insulting? That as precious as you are, as unique as you are, that God made everything. Eh? When he finished he said no the icing on the cake is this being called woman and created you gave you physics that are unique only see you are different and then all you do is expose it so all that men know is that that's all you are for but that is not you here your true wealth is in your father. The more you stick to your father, the more your true value is revealed to you. Charlie, you are precious. They sent him to feed swine. You will not lose your purpose. You will not lose your purpose. You will not lose your value. In the name of Jesus, in your generation, men will celebrate your value. Genuinely celebrate your value. In the name of Jesus, I pray for someone sitting here this morning.
who had lost it, you had lost your true value in your thinking. Let there be a restoration in the name of Jesus. There were spoken interventions of the Father. You know, I built a culture that I love. Hardly will you see me call any young person by heart. Except if you are doing nonsense and I get angry. That one is just for a few minutes. After that, we are done. But when I call you, Epaphras, how are you, sir? Afiedi, how are you, sir? Afiedi, you've known me for a long time. Is that how I've been calling you? Are you my age mate? Are you my schoolmate? Are we grace mates? When I look at him, when I look at AC, I don't see what you are seeing. I am seeing a destiny. Someone who is moving into manifestation. I see the value, not what you are seeing. Some of you like seeing now too much. It's in your mind. You know this person from childhood, you have, you have, you, you have refused to see that this person has grown. He's a man of God. We all know him as Papa Stanley. Pastor Stanley. They will go to an area where they knew him before. Hey, Stanley, hey! Won't you get angry? Why? Because men only look on the surface. That is why you must never conclude on people based on their mistakes. You make an error. Because you know something? You caught David with somebody's wife. But the next time God said, I, my, I love you. <laughs> and you were still talking about him. But God said he loves him. No, it, you see. Do you get it? Are you getting it? How can you, God, call this guy a man after your heart, after all he has done? How can you, God, look at this guy and give him prophets of Messiah? How can you give a king triple position? King, prophet, priest. Why? And yet this guy has done things that me have not even done half. Sometimes while you are celebrating your self-righteousness, you are losing destiny. And to us, are you being blessed? Oh, value, value. These are values sitting there. Value. It's value. Please, never you look down on anybody. I beg you. Don't do it. Some of you, too much. What is wrong with you? You know what it means? It will shock you to know that the next breakthrough will come through that person. How will you take it when it's time? One day I went with a friend of mine. And when we got to, it was, it was Legon. We got there. We parked the car. And then uh, security man there. Who write names? Why you are here? What time you enter? What time I going to leave? The brother got there my friend. He got there. He didn't even greet the guy. The guy called him. He looked at him. 
Who are, who are you talking to? And he went. Brethren, he went and came back. He had to come and talk to the guy. And anytime I spoke to him that, Charlie, don't be doing that. I say, ah, you, you're, you're too soft. You're too soft. You call it softness. Hey. <laughs> that is softness. Is it what you call hard eh? It's not hard though. It's lack of wisdom. Don't you know it's, it's, it takes a lot of maturity huh? that in the eyes of men, you are here and you see somebody there and you come to that place. It takes a lot of energy. You have no idea. It takes a lot of strength that you see foolishness and you are looking and you don't talk. Share. Where is that from? One of other friends like that who was also like that. But after a while he spent with me, he changed. Now he's a pastor. We go to supermarkets. I don't see the wisdom in you. Go to the supermarket. They have arranged things. You didn't check before you picked. When you picked, you know what? it's not what you want. Then you drop it anywhere. For me, it doesn't make sense. Yanka, they, they are paid, they will come and fix it. That's the person that will become a president in the future. Will be wiring the money into his wife's account. And we are there crying. That's where he starts from. Value for people. You should ask yourself when you value a person, you will market the person's brand. Ah. What is the brand of the person? The brand of the person is what God has said about the person, not what the person is right now. And what God has said about the person is what the person is about to be. Why can't you join in the making? Why join in the destroying? Value. And he will gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. The Bible says he went to spend his money, waste the money. I think he spent with people, right? Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? He spent the money with people. Oh. <laughs> I can imagine him come to Holiday Inn and they book the whole hotel. Lie down. Anything you want, order. I'll pay. I'll pay. And they were hailing him. Oh, say, Leslie. Oh, say, Leslie. Oh, say, this guy is good, though. He's good. Charlie, they are celebrating foolishness out of you. Where are they that he spent his money on? Where are they? How many of you have seen that thing before? That you spend money on somebody. Have you ever had a friend where? When you go out, he never pays for anything. Have you seen something before? They will never pay you. Eh, they will do what I said. When it's time to climb, then they go say, let me wash him. By the time he comes back, you have finished paying. They never pay for anything. And those guys, if you enter into trouble, they will not be there for you. So sometimes there must be wisdom in how that you dispense what God brings to you. Are you with me? There's a place of charity. There's a place of wisdom. Look at him. Where are they? Proverbs says that a rich man has many friends. But a poor man with wisdom, no friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, the Lord is restoring some genuine friends into your life. 
I pray that any friend that will consume and not contribute, may the Lord not bring them near you. And that army could have been better than that. Hallelujah. And let's, let's finish this quickly. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my fathers, I, I thank God he didn't say how many of fathers hide servants. My fathers. May God restore your first love. Hired servant have bread enough to spare. It means the servants at home, they have enough to eat and spare. Ah, the servants at home are working in abundance. Then me, the prince of the home, I am here, struggling food with swine. People of God, this is how great this young man was. But you know something? When you have not attained unto maturity, what is meant to be a blessing to you will be a curse to you. Don't you rush for your properties. Else your properties will possess you. When they possess you, you will not last. Don't rush and go up. Go down. Let God down spring you up. Don't rush the process. Take your time. The father's voice is telling you something today. The father wants to take his time to make you. What the father sees about you is much more than the wealth you want from him. I pray you are hearing what I'm saying. He came to himself. May you come to yourself. You know, we normally use this scripture for evangelism. Today is for you. Hallelujah. But when he came to himself and how many of them, go to the next verse. We're going to be praying. I will arise and go to my father. May God build your altars of divine intimacy once more. Ha! And will say to him, Father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Continue, sir. I'm now coming to the message which is only in some few seconds. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. This is why I can tell you something that can you receive this? No, not now. Amen. Josiah put several times. Several times he weed on the mother. But we never changed him from being a son to a slave. Because sonship is a biological thing. <laughs> Don't you ever sin and go down your knees and say, Father, accept me back again as your son. It's tautology. You're only a son who went wayward, come back home. Simple. Did you hear that? I'm no longer worthy. People of God, you are still worthy. The Father's love for you, you have no idea. I pray one day you come that revelation of his love for you. Say, make me like one of your hired servants at least. So you see, the focus of his return was what to eat. Go back. Let's go on. Go on, go on, go on. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. This suggests to us that the father might have been looking every day that when shall my son come back home? The son's return was with the mindset of 
what he will eat. The father's desire for the son's return was back to his place as a son. Your new birth is not to be delivered from swine struggle. Your new birth is restoration to your sonship. Your place of authority. The father's unsaid cry and intervention is that you understand that your re the, the redemption you have is not about deliverance from struggle with swine but it's about deliverance and reinstatement to who you truly are in him <laughs> because who you are outweighs what you have and he rose and came far so far off what happened his father saw him and had compassion and ran the brother was walking rehearsing his speech but the father saw him had compassion and ran ah. Ah. the psalmist said something the psalmist says that your goodness is running after me God never walks to us he runs towards us it just tells you how desperately the father wants you is beyond what you are thinking. Charlie, you didn't receive Christ for the sake of deliverance from swine or people of God. He wants you home. He wants the son that he can talk to, share things with. The father ran. The father ran. And fell on his neck. Now, for father to fall on the neck, it means the son had knelt down at the side of the father. You understand? Because remember, he was rehearsing hoping that his speech will be accepted and that he'll be made a servant. <laughs> you know this parable, can use it for a whole one-man seminar and not finish. Everything is inside. Faith is there. Grace is there. Mercy is there. Everything is there. Everything is there. Emotional intelligence is there. Everything is there. It's in this scripture. He knelt. The father fell on his neck. It's two things. Either the father is very tall and the guy is short. <laughs> but I believe that with the states that he was in, he must have knelt down because he wants to make sure that he's accepted by the father. He might have knelt down and the father came to his level for he came to his own. His own did not know him, did not receive him, but he came to his own. He knelt with us. We were down in the valley, but he came to his own, knelt with us, came like us so he can kiss us with his love now bring us out of that place into a place of royalty so beautiful he fell on his neck and kissed him oh how i've missed you son every night i've thought about you i've dreamt about you i'm so glad you're in the boy is trying to talk father i said oh son i miss you god is not ready for your guilt talk his talk of compassion is louder than any guilt that wants to take hold over your life. It is the ministry of the devil to increase guilt. It is the ministry of the Holy Ghost to increase God's love to you. So that thing you tell me that, oh, I can't come to church. Why are you not in church? Oh, sir, I'm just busy at work. You kissed that sister and something happened. My eyes is, my eyes is doing something too. Nice. You used to be an alcoholic, uh, uh, and for uh, over seven years you have stopped. But this day you were so pressured, and you took some. You took some. 
my eyes. You took some and the devil told you. <laughs> sure you have drunk. Don't go there. In church, it's only holy people that come here. At this point, we are talking. You see how far you went in the faith? But you know your fall is greater now. But right now, God can't even see you. Do you know something? When God sees you, he's very angry. Don't come closer. Now, if you stay away from light, because there are two environments, light and darkness, love and hate, good and evil, God and the devil. So if you stay away from God, what are you going to do? You will go closer there. And you know something? Have you ever tried to chase a child in a village who knows the forest? Oh, try it. It's not about age. There are places he knows. You don't know. He knows exactly where he will pass. You'll be caught now. He'll be hanging. He'll come and tease you. But that's his terrain. Darkness is the terrain of the devil. You're staying away from light and getting close to darkness. You are making your matters worse. Run to the house of God. In the mercy of his mercy, come before him and say, Lord, speak your love over me. The thing is this. God's love does not increase iniquity. It kills it. He's trying to talk. The father's love is too much. God bless Messichimo for that song. Jesus, he loved me too much. Excess love. And that beautiful song, reckless love. God's love to you, the Father's love, is reckless. I've seen the gaze heaven on your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Continue, let's go to verse 2. The next verse, we are singing a song. But the father said to his servant, <laughs> the father treated him like the way the angel treated Gideon. Gideon said this, he said, go in this dynamite. <laughs> the guy is busy trying to make sure that the, 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 the speech is complete. As he's talking, the father is making arrangements for reinstatement. But the, serf, the father said to his servant, bring out the best rope. Let's change his look. Put it on him. Put a ring on him. His back. Let's authority be restored. And sandals on his feet. His ways are captured by me now. It means these are the things he lost when he departed from the father. He lost his garment. He lost his ring. He lost his shoe. If God allows me on Thursday, I will tell you about the garment, about the shoe, and about the ring. If you come on Thursday, but the father said to his servant, bring out the room. Let's move on as we finish this. And bring the fatted calf. Do you see that? And kill it and let us eat and be merry. People of God, he came because of food. But the father's response was not food. It was his reinstatement. Food was secondary. Charlie, you are restored. Now, this is the message. While he was coming, the father ran. The father had been praying for his coming. The people of God, when Jesus came to this earth, he never called God God. Check the Gospels. 
Never. Check the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You won't see Jesus saying God. You always hear him say Father. Father. There's so much about it. He brought us back into relationship. Because in the relationship, we are reinstated to who we truly are. I pray the Lord will grant you revelation of his fatherhood. I pray that this fatherhood revelation will bring you to a place of authority in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and celebrate God.